Welcome to Infinite Impact Radio, a podcast for impact influencers by impact influencers with world-changing missions. Hey there, impact influencers. My name is Evans Putman. I'm the founder of Infinite Impact Coaching and Consulting and the host of Infinite Impact Radio, where I interview entrepreneurs about their purpose-driven businesses and their missions to contribute towards creating a positive ripple effect in the world. Thank you for joining us today, and I look forward to sharing your world-changing mission soon. Welcome, everybody. I'm really excited. This is one of the first people I thought of when I was ready to launch this new podcast, Carla White. So I'm really excited to have you on the show. And just as a reminder, before I jump in and say hey to Carla, which I already did, but before you say hello, I just want to welcome everybody to Infinite Impact Radio. This is the show for impact influencers by impact influencers with world-changing missions. And we've got one of those today, the amazing Carla White. Um, how are you doing today, Carla? It's great to have you on. Hey, it is so awesome to be on here, Evans. This is great. What yes. a great topic too, right? I think this is something everybody needs to hear more about. So well, thank cool, you. Cool I podcast. It. This was um yeah. we won't go into the story behind it, but I'm I'm what I'm loving about it is I get to share stories like yours and the people you're affecting. And so it's not about me, it's about everybody else's stories and the impact they're making on the world. So it's it's been it's sort of a labor of love and it's really exciting. I just wake up and I'm excited to do the interviews every day. So I appreciate it. Well, isn't that a perfect segue into this whole conversation, isn't it? <laughs> it is actually, <laughs> if you think about it. Um, so real quick, I want to tell people about you. And I told Carla right before we jumped on, I was like, look, I usually don't do this, read directly off their website, but as a former copywriter, freelancer, I used to go into people's about sections all the time and have to change things up and when I read hers I was like wow this is awesome I want to share it so you said it was okay to read it so I'm going to read it word for word it starts off with the headline changing lives Carla White is the first woman to launch an iPhone app top of the charts for 10 plus years congratulations yeah, thank you success coast and happiness cattle pride which was my favorite <laughs> who's helped countless people transform their personal and professional lives via her apps, public speaking, newsletters, seminars, and books. Her number one bestseller app, Gratitude, has been downloaded by thousands, featured on Oprah, NBC, NY, in New York Times, and countless other publications, and continues to grow in popularity around the globe. She shares everything she knows about producing successful apps in her bestseller, Idea to Phone, and due to popular demand, she's now launching a podcast, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that. Aligning neuroscience with ancient wisdom in a way that has never been done before. That's a teaser there. So we've got it. <laughs> um, so did I miss anything? Is there anything else you want to share with everybody? Yeah, no, that's, that's, well, there's a lot more to the story, isn't there? <laughs> Always. Yeah, Always. right. <laughs> but, um, well, why don't we just jump right in, and one thing that we like to do is ask everybody a little bit about their origin story, about yeah. what it was, where they started, what it was, the big epiphany that sort of flipped the switch and got them moving in this direction. So, if you don't mind, I'll just turn it over to you. Yeah, so... I grew up on a farm in middle America, right? South Dakota. Nearest friend was like a good two mile bike ride away. 
And when there's winter, like nine months out of the year, I didn't have any friends other than my siblings. So let's just say I grew up in a bubble, right? And uh, what was available for a career path was really limited. Become a housewife, become a teacher, a secretary. That's about it. Right. (laughs) But I always had this, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm pits and vinegar inside of me that wanted to challenge the status quo. So like even when I was littler, they had these clubs called 4-H club, which is kind of like the farmer's version of Boy Scouts and stuff. And they had like the boys clubs and the girls clubs. And I said, why can't I join the boys clubs? Because like they're doing way cooler stuff than us girls. <laughs> and they looked through the rules and there was no rule that a girl couldn't join a boys 4-H club. So then I joined it and I was the first uh, girl to join a uh, male club and change that whole, now they're all blended, which is cool. Um, and then went off to university. And again, they were like, my, my high school teacher was like, or my high school advisor was telling me, Carla, you get into the military because you're going to flunk out of college. And of course, that's the story I told myself when I got there, I studied art and just went to watch live bands, hang out with all the hippies and never went to art class. And I still have nightmares about it today and was about to flunk out when this woman from Japan, I always loved hanging out with the foreign exchange students because they're always a little bit different. And I love that. And she said, you know, you're always hanging out with all the Europeans and why don't you just go study over in Europe? And that was so foreign to me because I'd never been on a plane. I didn't have the money. Like I was flunking out of college. How the heck was I going to study over in Europe? And lo and behold, a year later, I'm getting on a plane for the first time going over to Europe and uh, living in Germany. And we have family over there. My grandpa immigrated. And I had this uncle there who I just admired. He was funny. He was smart. He was outgoing. I just loved everything about him, his energy. And he said to me one day, he's like, after about a couple months there, and I, you know, like, I did not speak a word of German. <laughs> and after a couple months there, I'm picking it up a little bit here and there. And he says to me, Carla, du bist ganz klug, which means, Carla, you're really smart. And I had never had anybody tell me that I was smart. Like I was wow. always told that I was going to fail. You're going to fail out of college. You need to be a wife. You need to do like be a teacher, be a secretary. I mean, I wanted to be a lawyer. They're like, no, be a stenographer. Don't be a lawyer. And so they always pushed down my dreams. And he was the first person that said, hey, you can do whatever you want. And so I went home, got a master's, two master's degrees. And they're like, well, you can't graduate with your master's degree because you don't have your undergrad. So I did my undergrad too. <laughs> So you can't get your master's degree before your undergrad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I couldn't get it. They couldn't give me the diploma because I didn't have my, so I had to finish that. Yeah. And I mean, all sorts of crazy stuff. Like I was the president of the master's, all the people in master's programs, like the, the doctorates and the lawyers and all of those, you know, like all these things that I did that were complete opposite. And Can I ask you one question real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did this, you think that just that one statement that you're really smart, that just sort of flipped a switch and absolutely yeah, because, all this. because then I had confidence and courage mm-hmm. to go travel around Europe all by myself. I got um, these odd jobs and made money while I was over there and got a train ticket and went everywhere and came back speaking fluent German, you know, like, oh my God, I went there and I couldn't speak German. I like took care of myself. If I can do all that, 
I can definitely get like figure out the system of getting a diploma. And, and by no means was I the smartest in the graduate program. I was the cleverest <laughs> of them all. And uh, so I went from there to uh, out to California for a few months to just decompress. And I thought I was going to learn how to surf, but I hated it. And ended up with my big girl job in DC working for the Pentagon. And as a $3.5 billion Pentagon program where we got rid of nuclear weapons in the former Soviet Union. And I'd go, like the game was spend the taxpayer dollars as fast as you can before Congress takes them away. So we were like spending, I can't even, like hundreds of thousands of dollars on these chainsaws with diamond head uh, blades on them so they could cut up these silos. But then we'd, we'd buy them. And we had this warehouse, there'd be sitting there like half a million diamonds and we'd put them on these trains to go over to, well, we'd ship them over to Europe and in um, Eastern Bloc, they'd go into Russia and then the Russian mafia would confiscate them, sell them on the black market. Oh so we, I mean, it was such a game. <laughs> it's and like a movie. here's the thing though. What's that, Evan? It's like a movie. Yeah, oh, it totally <laughs> is. Well, here's the kicker is... Um, um, I didn't know how to negotiate a good salary and I was from the Midwest. And so like, you're going to pay me what? $28,000. I go, Whoa, you know, and little did I know that rent was going to take up all of that. So I, uh, lived in this all black crack neighborhood. I was the only white person in the neighborhood and it was so dangerous that taxi drivers would drop me off like a block and a half away. And I'd have to walk up to my apartment, but I felt super safe because I took care of the kids there. I started like midnight basketball. I'd teach the kids how to read. And because of that, parents forever grateful because they're hooked on crack. They're like, thank you for taking care of our kids. And they, these like big NFL linebacker type of guys would stand out on their stoops as I'd walk to my car to make sure I'd be okay. And then they'd go awesome. back in the house. It was super cool. But what got me was like, I get up, I go into the office, spend like hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then come home a few blocks away from our Capitol building where these kids desperately needed that money. And that ate at my soul so much. Like I ended up, I didn't know it at the time that I was getting into a depressed state, but um, I was. And so I decided to abruptly leave this job that everybody's like, gosh, that's a killer job. Why would you leave? Because I was making all sorts of great DC contacts too. I was going rubbing shoulders with some amazing people. And um, I decided to leave and just <laughs> be a translator at the Olympic Games. And uh, like, I pretty much just lived out of my car. I had no money. I waited tables just to get money to get gas in my car. Um, I had a bike. I biked everywhere too when I didn't have gas and I didn't know like what was I going to do for my next job and there like at that time there was internet was just starting out like people right. you guys don't know how easy it is to get a job now. you just like have to post it on Facebook I need a job boom back yeah. then it was like oh my gosh you had to put these resumes in an envelope, send it out, you know, like it was slow going. And just to stop you real quick, we were laughing about this earlier. I was telling a story about cassette tapes and, you know, doing online fitness training with 
cartoon people because there was no YouTube. There wasn't, yes. <laughs> you, know, you sit like little right. pictures of cartoon people doing exercise and they weren't even no. like, you know, yeah, no, they were still yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were laughing about that earlier today. Like, gosh, people don't understand how great they have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah right. So, yeah. So, so, so we'll, we'll I went, the Olympics yeah, go ahead. in Atlanta. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what the Olympic games in Atlanta. And so I know I was translating German. Um, are you still there? You froze up. Oh, there sorry. Yes, I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I was translating German and all the Germans speak perfect English. So it was kind of just a fun front seat at the Olympic Games, which again, really impacted my life because I saw these people doing what they loved. And like, here I was like, I'm, why am I looking for another career job? I'm definitely not cut for office jobs. I, I just, it doesn't blend with me right. But even still... I was in a library and I found this book that said top 100 companies in America to work for. And one of them was in North Dakota. And I said, well, I'm from South Dakota. I'm just going to send them my resume. And they call me up and they're like, do you still have a valid passport? Do you like to travel? I'm like, yeah. What do we like? <laughs> yeah, I'll pay you if you guys bring me on. And so I was still living out of my car when they hired me, I like totally bluffed my way into that job, but it brought me over to Europe. Uh, they got acquired by Microsoft and I ended up with Microsoft going over to Europe to launch their consultancy practice and flying all over the globe, just like basically closing deals over cocktail dinners. That was my job. Right. And so I ended up with a very nice drinking habit and, um, didn't think like it was a problem because I was making more money than ever before. Like I was flush. And, uh, but then after about five or six years, they said, okay, this gig is up. You can go back to Redmond to be a programmer or, you know, like we'll have to let you go. I said, adios amigos. And I started my own business and that just bled every cent that I saved from Microsoft. And I didn't have the coping mechanisms at that time to deal with the stress. I was still living my lifestyle like I was um, a six-figure corporate exec and going out for dinners, let's go down to the pub, let's have some late nights. And so you know, like I was getting ulcers, migraines, things that I've never, health issues I've never had before. Now, Cold sores like all over my mouth. Real quick, just um, what kind of business did you start? Were you just doing consulting or? Oh, sure. Right. Yeah. So we started a wireless network across London. Wow. Yeah. Nothing small. <laughs> <laughs> nothing small. So it's like, that's why I bled money so quickly. And um, right when I didn't think I could take anymore because I was sick as a dog, not sleeping, stressed. Mm -hmm. My brother calls me in the middle, middle of the night and says that our dad had suddenly passed away. And I like crumbled. I, my husband carried me to the airport. I barely remember the funeral. I mean, I was just a mess. Not so like I was shocked that he, my dad had passed, but also it was all that stress coming out of me that I'd been bottling up for months. And when I got back to the UK, I basically was a vegetable on the sofa. If my husband tried to get me out of the house, I just cry. Like we'd go for dinner, I'd end up crying. We'd go to get groceries, I'd end up crying. I mean, like anything could trigger me. So he thought, well, 
let's get you back home to your family. <laughs> I thought, do you know how hard I worked to get here to London? I'm not about to go back to where I started. And we fought about it for a while and I finally caved and I said, one year. Now, spoiler alert, because that was like 13 years ago and I'm still here. <laughs> so, right. Still in the US. Um, but when I got back here, it got really bad. Like I, I got super bad. I ended up uh, getting double pneumonia in the emergency room, like not able to breathe, barely able to catch my breath. And the doctor said, here's something for your double pneumonia. Here's something for your depression. And I thought, well, looking over my shoulder, who has depression in this room? It's not me because I could hide it so well. Right. And that was my wake up call. And I went home that night, not able to breathe, not able to uh, sleep because I was constantly coughing. And I heard on a podcast, Oprah podcast about this woman who uh, she was a coach and she was teaching people to write down like as much as I can each day about what good stuff happened. And I'm like, oh, I can do that. I can try that. And I started writing it down and two months into this little project of keeping what is known as a gratitude journal. I had no idea that's what it was even called at the time. But uh, two months into it, I was out for a walk and I'm going through stuff that I'm going to write into my journal that evening. Like, oh, I slept really good last night and I got that job interview and, um, uh, my husband are getting along really well and, you know, I'm feeling good. My health is better, all these things. And it hits me so clear, like, oh my gosh, it was just two months ago I was in the ER. Like it was just a few months ago. I couldn't even get out of the house without crying. Wow. And what, and then I'm like, okay, what did I take? What magic pill? Like, was it the, the fish oils? Was it the Atkins diet that I did? What was it? And then I'm like, oh, it was that journal. And I'm like, this is so darn simple. Why isn't everybody doing this? Why don't I tell the world about this? And the iPhone SDK software development kit had just been released. So I thought, well, I'll make an iPhone app. I knew a little bit about software. It was all for Microsoft, nothing with Apple, but I'll figure it out, I thought. So I got up early in the mornings uh, before going into my day job and uh, figured out how to make an app and was the first woman to launch this app on the app store. And that was, wow, 10, almost 11 years ago. And it's still wow. going strong. And the cool thing is, is they're like, I thought, I thought there's got to be at least one person out there like me who's going to get this app and they're going to have a life changing experience because of it. And that's why I'm creating this app, that one person. Yeah, well, and, it, and I'm zeros sure. behind that. <laughs> well, you're looking at one person that uses it every yes. day. So, yes. and that I mean, I it's part of my a year ago from today, things would have been totally different with me. Even I mean, I've lost the weight. I've meditated 200 and something years, and I mean, 200 something years. I'm not quite that old yet. 220 days in a row, I've meditated now. Um, I do the gratitude app every day. And I will admit I've probably missed four or five days, but still yeah. out of 200 and something days since I sort of started all this, it's been a part of my morning, every morning journaling. But what I'd like to do is I think what's really cool about it is that you were, you made a point where you were writing things like my husband and I got along, you know, yeah. I slept good last night. People, I think one of the things that stops people is that they think they have to come up with some, huge 
thing, like some big epiphany to write in their gratitude app when really it's as simple like when I sit outside in the morning, the other this past week, it's been cool here, about 10, 15 degrees cooler than normal. I just write, I'm, you know, I'm grateful for this fall like weather. Yeah, right. It's that simple, but it's amazing. Just I, do, I write four things down, then I sort of close my eyes and run through them and think about it. Mm. And then it, between that and the other things I do, it's like my days start, like I will roll out of bed. If I wake up at 3.30 and 4 in the morning, I, sometimes I'm just like, okay, I'm getting up because I look forward to the first little part of my day. You know? <laughs> so, so thank yeah, you. right? Um, yeah, yeah, you know, and I'm so glad you bring that up because like morning routines have now become my staple item. That's like my signature thing that I'm trying to get people in the habit of uh, adapting. And so many morning routines that are out there are like, oh my gosh, I got to do that stuff. Like take a cold shower and like beat myself up first thing in the morning. And like, listen to all this, like, you're going to conquer the day and all this. And I'm like, no, don't do that. That's the opposite of what you need to do. You got to do what makes you feel good because if you enjoy it, if it's like a look for me, I had to create a daily mini retreat. Like it's my half hour little mini retreat, whatever I want. Like I'm not even here in my house with my kids. It's my time. And, uh, and I do whatever I want. If I want to paint my nails, I'll do that. If I stare at the stars, I'll do that. Whatever it is, but it's my time. And because if it's something you gotta do, because they tell you that this is what like Oprah's doing or you know Tony Robbins is doing, who nobody knows what they're doing in the morning, right? You know, so <laughs> like you do what works for you. I love I love that idea because I have things, certain things that I do every morning, but they're enjoyable. But some mornings, like today, I was telling you before we got on, I slept in a little late because I had a hard time sleeping, had a bad dream, woke up. So my, it was shifted around a little bit. I moved the pieces around. And one thing that it's taught me is that I'm actually teaching myself to not, um, you know, not live with expectations, that it has to be this way every morning. So if something comes in and it throws me off, I just switch things up and then I take, I make sure I enjoy that moment that I have right then. Like with school starting, my yeah. daughter is eight years old. So that we just started school. So I want to spend time with her. So this morning I could have sat outside and my old way of being, I mean, I will admit this 100%. I would have sat outside until like 30 seconds before she's leaving to make sure I did what I was supposed to do. Oh, but my right. routine. Boxes. Yeah. Exactly. Checking off the boxes. But instead I'm like, you know what? I still haven't read. I usually read for 10 minutes, something spiritual. Um, mm -hmm. So I was like, I haven't read yet. I haven't journaled yet. I haven't exercised yet, but that's okay. I'm going to spend 20 minutes with my daughter before she goes to school. And then I'll do that later. So, I mean, it's amazing when you're, I love the idea of just sort of leaving that time open just as long as it's self-care and what you want to do that day in that moment. I think that's awesome. So I'm going to have to sort of integrate that into my routine now a little bit. So I think routine is actually a bad, probably a word that sort of makes people shy away from it. You know? I yeah. Like I like to call it power rituals and whatever is giving you power because we're thrown, we're thrown so much during the day. And here's the thing, and I love that you're bringing this up because so many uh, gurus out there are selling you on the idea that you need an hour or a half hour. Like you need to do all these things. 
if you only start with this, you will shift your day so much. If you start with, instead of checking your phone, and when you first wake up, daydream. Like just start daydreaming as big and as bold and as powerful as you want because your brain is still in an alpha state. And so your ego is low, that, that part of you, that rational part that's sitting there saying, no, it doesn't make sense or it's illogical. Because what's going to happen is you're going to get intuitive impulses. For example, when I um, got selected by that organization, by my company to go over to Europe, it was such a random act of events that brought me over to Europe that made absolutely no sense but it was gut instinct it was intuition that brought me over there what happened was one day I wake up and I'm I knew they had this position over in London and I knew I really wanted it I'm like how do I get it and something inside of me said Carla go fly to Fargo today because they were having their Christmas party so it's December and I'm like all right I'm in Boulder Let's get a plane ticket from Denver to Fargo. Denver Fargo flights are like every other day of the week or something like two days out of the week. So I'm like, okay, let's go to Sioux Falls where my family is. So I fly to Sioux Falls and hire a rental car. There's like the winds are going sideways, blizzard, and I'm in this teeny tiny rental car because there was nothing left. Driving three hours, I finally get to the event and they're just finishing it. They're just ending it. And I'm like, why did I do all this? This is so crazy. And I sit down at this table and I'm having a drink and I'm like, what a crazy day. I don't know why I did all like telling this guy all this stuff and like how, I don't know, I really want this job and I don't even know who I'm, who's in charge of it. And of course the guy I'm talking to is the one who's going to select the person to go over to Europe. Yeah. <laughs> got to listen to your intuition. And basically these power rituals are your chance to tune into your intuition and to tune out all that noise, all that brainwashing we have going on constantly telling you what direction you need to do. Because your intuition, it'll sound so crazy and mad sometimes what you need to do. Yes. That may, I mean, I think for the listeners or viewers, if they, I mean, one thing that I'll share that sounds similar to this, like one, well, one, I'm sure that whole trip, your ego is probably telling you, what are you thinking? Why are you driving yes. through this mess? Well, you yep. know, well, of course you shouldn't go because you can't fly there. You have to fly. So, but, um, yes, but, right. But also that I like the other thing I love, like, I want to go back on the listeners to pay attention. Like as soon as you wake up, mm -hmm. start daydreaming. Because I love that. Before that ego kicks in and wakes up, go ahead. And another thing that I've found is to stop, like, just say yes. Like, as soon as something comes in your head, like, yes, Ooh, I'm going to do like it. like that. You know, yeah. because as soon as you say yes, you've already said yes to it. But if you sit there and think about it, well, maybe then that's where it creeps in. And I've found over the past month or so myself, I've just said yes, like, we were going to um, Denver to an event we were in together and a fellow coaching group member said, you know, I want to do some video. I want to do B rolls. And this is something that I'm generally not comfortable with. You know, I don't want to be like the subject, like the object of something, but I was just like, yes, I'm doing it. And then I got out there and the people that were doing it with me that I met actually made some connections that have turned into collaborations all from saying just yes and not even thinking about it. 
Um, yeah. So I love that whole thing. I mean, I'm going to start doing that because generally what, I don't know if other people experience this or if you used to experience this when you wake up, I used to wake up in the morning and that brain would kick on and I would think about all the things I had to do. I would grab mm -hmm. my phone, I would start and it would kick in and I would start talking myself out of having a great day from moment one. And now, yeah, I've, right. you know, I followed your advice. I think you and I talked about this at another event where I've taken all the news off of my phone. I don't look at the news. I don't watch the news. I yeah. don't, I no longer get up and I don't touch my phone. The only thing I touch my phone for in the morning is the gratitude app and for a meditation app. Yeah. And I don't do, I don't even look at it until I come back. Well, from when I go to the gym, I listen to podcasts. And then when I come back from the gym and I start my day, you know, whenever it starts nine, 10 in the morning, whenever, after I've had that good morning, that's when I sort of turn on the ego side of the brain and start getting into my daily activities, even though then I don't want it on like that whole time before then I'm listening to my intuition all the time. And it's amazing. As you know, the things that you will, if you just follow your intuition, you have stories like what you just told. Well, here's the thing, like for, because I was so rational being a farmer's daughter and like you went through university, you did all these jobs, you know, like, don't do anything crazy like follow the path of the money don't follow the path of this heart and i did that for so many years and like you said i'd wake up first thing in the morning and it got to the point that it was so bad i would wake up with panic attacks i mean how's that for a start of your day right the cortisol right. level right on the peak everything like just in fight or flight mode all day long so of course i had insomnia and, uh, and this was after I discovered gratitude because what happened was I up-leveled my life, but I didn't up-level my habits. I had that one little habit for gratitude, which is good. Like if you're going to do a couple of things every day, I would say gratitude and meditate. And, um, because what gratitude is, is recognizing the abundance in the world. There's, um, the, the society in general needs you to focus on lack for it to survive. Like the top three industries are based on lack. The number one is arms. So I worked for the Pentagon, $3.5 billion project. That project, if you put it in the whole pie of the Pentagon program and budget, uh, it was just a teeny little sliver. It was hardly anything. So there's a bunch of money in arms. And we're like, this isn't even talking about like the guns on the street and everything else. So arms is number one. Number two is pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals, of course, like that's all sickness. That's, you know, like after all this stress, eight of the top 10 medications, eight of the top 10 prescribed drugs are for stress related illnesses. These are preventable illnesses. Wow. And yeah. And so, and that's growing at 6% a year, billions of dollars at 6% a year. That's a lot of money. We're all getting sick. And, and over 70% of all Americans are on at least one prescribed drug. I mean, we're so drugged up. And uh, then the third largest industry is alcohol and tobacco. So, hey, you had a bad day? Have a cocktail, smoke a cigarette, whatever, you know. Like, so the top three industries need you to be in this fear, lack, not enough 
mode. Now, right. if we go way back, and I know we're kind of on a time limit here, but I'm going to oh, throw keep this going. in we're, here we'll for going, your yeah. listeners because it's what really woke me up. So if we go way back and we look at the industrial age, in, first industrial age happened right before World War I, and then there was another one that happened shortly after it because like all the goods went to World War, and then there, the war was over, so there was this industrial boom, and we had all these goods on the market, like pots and pans and all this stuff mass-produced, and nobody was buying it because your great-great-grandmother, my great-great-grandmother, great-grandparents, they took pride in like they had one good suit, two good suits that they wore their entire life. They sewed everything. They like had the best bread. Like my family has the secret bread recipe that's better than yours. <laughs> like they took pride in like making their own soap and all this other stuff. So like why the heck would they go out and buy? Like there was no reason to buy. Creating was their juice. I mean, we mm -hmm. they came over to the US to create, to create a new life, to create this dream. And because there was a surplus of goods, the government went to marketers and they said, look, we've got too much stuff, help us move it. And so marketers said, let's redefine what it means to be American. So they changed the story of what it means to be American from being a pioneer to having the white picket fence to driving a Cadillac. Happiness is in the bottom of a Coke bottle. And so this was the idea of happiness. Now, what happened was, as Americans in general, our happiness levels did not increase. They just stayed the same. And now they are constantly going down, 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 down. I mean, right. suicide rates are at an all-time high in regions that you would not expect it, like amongst the farmers in the Midwest. There's a high suicide rate. I mean, teenagers. You look at teens, like um, the, there was a friend of mine, her teenage daughter ended up in the ER another suicide attempt. And the nurse said to my friend, it used to be I'd see one of these cases like every few months. Now I see a few a week. Wow. I mean, teenage suicide is on the, everything. And yet, like we're eating healthier, like we're eating, like going, gym memberships are higher, all this other stuff. This is why you need power rituals because you are like the universe does not make mistakes. Nobody is a mistake. Everybody is perfect how they are. What happens is we have these amazing gifts inside of us that we put on a shelf. We ignore because we either feel like we don't deserve them. We feel that we're not good enough. We feel like, you know, like who, I don't want to disturb the family or people won't love me. I mean, that love and connection is one of our number one needs. So if there's anything that will take us away from that, we will ignore it. And the best thing you could do for yourself is like get back in touch with that and let it shine. Yes. Unashamed, unabashed. Yeah. I, I, it's funny because I mean, you and I haven't even really talked about this before. We just, I just had a connection with you for some reason and knew I wanted you to be on the show. And I mean, from the first time I heard your story, I felt like a, some sort of connection because I, that's what I've been doing the past year. I mean, it's amazing. My daughter tells me, you know, like you don't get angry anymore. Yeah. Yell anymore. Um, you know, I'm able to enjoy time with her and with my family, with my wife and just have fun. You know, it's like, I'm not on that stress level anymore. And it's all from just small changes, you know, and yes. I, I don't beat myself up to go to the gym. I go to the gym 
and I do, I work, I, I used to be in the, a fitness personal trainer. So I used to be like one of these people that was like just in the gym all the time. And now I just, if I don't feel like going, I go for a walk or I do yoga. You know, I do something calming for the body to like sort of calm it down. Then I might go to the gym the next day and get the, you know, the endorphins going up again. And then if I'm tired, I just do something different the next day. So it's all about flexibility and about taking care of yourself, which I think is amazing, which since we're talking about that, I want to jump in. I know we've sort of just gone and gone, which is great. I love that. I love having you on here and talking about it. Um, but I wanted to talk about you are doing a challenge that you've been running at least a couple times now, I think. Yeah, right. Um, oh, it sort of goes, it goes into this, like taking yes. care of yourself. So if you want to just mm -hmm. jump in and share a little bit about that, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it's called the One Habit Challenge. So I try and reel people in with the idea that we're only going to give you one habit, but in fact, I give them a whole bunch of power habits. Basically, it's taking ones that aren't serving you anymore because everything you do, is based on habit. Like 95% of what you're doing every day is habitual. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so why don't we use that power of what you're doing habitually to drive you in the direction of your life that you want to go rather than just repeating the same cycles you know, year after year after year, hoping like you either win the lottery or inherit a bunch of money because that's where a lot of people think their answers are going to come from. And uh, you can actually shift it really quickly with these power rituals. So I'm, it's 21 days and I coach you every day live. And the transformations that we have had are mind-blowing, absolutely mind-blowing. So there was one gentleman, I didn't know this, like I spoke to him a couple months before the challenge and he was just getting off the booze. He's like, this is the last time. Like he had hit rock bottom, rock bottoms, rock bottom. And he was so like embarrassed about himself. He wouldn't show himself on the Zoom. And he ended up joining my first challenge. And in that first challenge, he got off of nine of his 11 prescription drugs. Wow. And now he's off of all of them. He's lost like last I heard 50 pounds, although I'm sure it's more now because like a lot of that, those drugs retain waste mm. or weight and water and, um, uh, and his health is never better than ever. And he's like, of course, I'm never going to touch booze again. You know, like he doesn't even consider himself a recovering alcoholic. He just considers himself back to normal again. Right. And uh, there's another woman who is on antidepressants for m most of her adult life well over 20 years and she managed to wean herself off of those now if you're planning to do the challenge and get off of drugs i highly recommend you talk to your doctor but um and then there's other women who are like there's a mom of i think she has four or five kids and she thought because she was a stay-at-home mom this was her like that was her title there was nothing else for her to do in life and her identity was completely gone and now she's starting a YouTube channel. It's so much fun. I'm helping her bring this channel to life and she's awesome. going to do a family vlog and it's super funny and hilarious. And she's fine. Like she just kind of thought everything was written off and it's amazing what the, like one mother, she uh, lost, I could go on and on with, with the stories. One mother lost her son uh, in a very horrific accident. And now she's helping other people through trauma. I mean, people are finding their calling. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. So it's not necessarily when we think of 21 days and changing 
a habit, you think of, oh, well, I got to work out and lose weight or I got to quit drinking. Yeah. or It's really all about people finding themselves again, their authentic self. Yeah. And realizing they have a value. They have a purpose. They have a value. And you don't need another certificate. You don't need another diploma. What right. you've lived has given you the chops to help other people right now. And that's one thing. That's a great point for our listeners and viewers to think about. It's you have something that somebody's looking for. And this is what the mm -hmm. perfect example of like creating an infinite ripple effect of positivity is just getting out there and sharing what you've been through, your experiences, your life. And it, I mean, even if you don't feel like you have a special gift, your gift is you. And somebody so, out there is going to be affected and going to change, then they're going to affect somebody else. And that's exactly. what your, your habit yeah. challenge is doing that. I mean, it's like creating so many ripple effects. It's amazing. We've got like an ocean in the lake going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they have this scientific proof. If you open up a door for somebody that like affects six people deep, like the person that you open the door for and then the next person they do, like you're actually not just, but what we see is just the immediate results in our sensual surroundings. And what I like to tell people, and we have, this is part of the challenge is go deep, like go super deep on, to discover your value. How are you creating impact in people's lives? How are you doing that? Like it could be as simple as you planted a garden and then you have excess vegetables and you're giving them to your neighbor. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, your neighbor was able to cook a good meal and have a lot of fun with their kids. Now, those kids are going to go to bed with this beautiful memory. They may hold on to that. Them. Like if somebody says, what's the one memory 10 years from now, they'll remember that night. You're like, wow. you have no idea how deep you're like, I know, Evans, you have helped me out in my business. And well, unless I, I actually show you, turn around, show you, you have no idea. Right. But you've like helped me see new perspectives on podcasting and so many other different ways of creating impact. And like everybody wants to know they're valued and yes. the, your value, unfortunately, doesn't come from a paycheck or from what people tell you. It comes from inside of you and you have to realize that yourself. And when you realize that yourself, you'll, you will increase your standards. And when you increase your standards, the universe will just reflect it back to you. Yes. And that's a very important point because I will tell you as someone who never, I, I was not good at receiving. If somebody could tell me, you know, they could come up and tell me like, Hey, you just totally changed my life. And it, to me, it would be like, well, that's great. And then, but it, like what I wasn't, Taking, I wasn't accepting it. And, um, yeah. but once you flip that switch, you're absolutely 100% correct. It makes you, you know, I want to impact other people's lives, but now I'm willing to accept the praise and the, you know, the blessings back from them. Um, the praise, the money, mm -hmm. everything like exactly. accept it because when you accept it, the more you accept, the more you can give back. Yes. Yes. And that's actually, that's funny. Cause I think I wrote that directly in my journal this morning that I'm willing to accept and receive as much abundance as possible, not because I'm selfish, but because then I can raise the level of my service to impacting others. And yeah. I think that's what people need to flip that switch. A lot of thinking is that if I do, I have to be a poor, you know, 
entrepreneur, mm-hmm. but I'm doing great. I'm helping people, but I don't need to be, but you do need the money because if you don't have the money, you can't keep doing what you're doing. And it's that basic, but it's just a switch that a lot of people need to switch and start getting better. It, for me, it was getting better at receiving. You know, yeah. I could give, but I never received. Increase yeah. your rates, allow people to pay you. If you have a shortcut for something and you can give it to them, then yes. do it. Yes, do it. exactly. Right? Um, all right. So two more things I want to cover before yes. we have to wrap up. Now you've got two new things in your life besides the challenge. The challenge is semi new, but then yeah. you have a new podcast. I know. Um, so let's talk about that real quick. And then we're going to discuss something else real quick. And then we're going to let everybody know at the end, how they can come check out your podcast, your challenge, whatever you want to share with them. So what's up with the new podcast? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm still debating on the name of the podcast. Maybe your listeners can help me out. And yeah. I can, if you guys have a good name, post it in, like, post it in the comments, make sure you give five stars on this <laughs> podcast and then yes. post in the comments and then Evans can tell me what you guys think. But there's two names. It's either Radical Shift or uh, Wake the funk up because I'm so about morning power rituals. Right. Um, uh, so uh, what it is, like, is, I'll vote for wake the funk up. I sort of like that. Yeah, I know I all the cool people want that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, what's it about? So what it's about is um, it's a combination of neuroscience, ancient wisdom, psychology, and business all rolled into one. So, wow. Yeah, like quick, if I know anybody out there that I know that could do that, I'm giving you the benefit of saying that you are going to be able to nail it. So I think. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. So go ahead. So keep going. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, that's good because I'm going to record a few episodes today. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's breaking down what I do in my challenge, what I have done myself, uh, to, to flip the story, you know, like there, I came from, my dad had to foreclose on his farm and that was super hard. I mean, I remember that being really hard and to go from seeing that, having a front row seat at that to my dad being um, a millionaire on paper, all right, uh, when he died. So he went from foreclosure to being a millionaire and I got a front row seat at seeing that, but I didn't see how I could do that myself because I was in this belief that I needed a prince to help me out or, you know, like you have all these ideals. So how did I switch that around? How did I like get myself out of these funks over and over and over again? Because, um, as an entrepreneur or as a working mom or uh, even in like the U.S. in a part of the country where people don't even want to pay 10 bucks for a book, how do you get them to pay, you know, five grand, 10 grand, 20 grand to help them out? And so this is all, all of this I'm going to cover in my podcast. So if you have a special gift that you want to learn how to monetize, or if you're just stuck and you want to figure out how to get unstuck and find that gift, that is, this is a podcast for you. That's awesome. So I know, have you, it's not out now, right? You've just been recording episodes. No. So uh, hopefully mid-September is my goal. When are you releasing this one? Mid-September? This one? Yes. Probably the second week. uh, Well, it depends on Apple. I'm going to put it, I'm I'm uploading all of these. Like I've told the audience, these are going to be in the future. We're going to do them live, Facebook lives. Ah. 
and the audio will just go to the audio podcast. The video will be on Facebook and also on YouTube. But for now, because we have to play by Apple's rules, one of the best ways to do that is to get a few recorded first, then give them to Apple, and then hopefully they will approve it really quickly. So if that's the case, then this should definitely be out. We'll probably be launching about the same time in the middle of September. Awesome. Well, so, so definitely let me know and I will make sure to push it out to everybody once we, once yours goes live and make sure everybody knows about it as well. Well, if it is, if Evan picks the uh, podcast title, you can just go to wake the funk up.com. Yeah. <laughs> I like that though. If you guys, you know, I am going to be posting this video on Facebook. So if you're watching this, put it in the comments and share this, you know, what you think would be a good one because I like wake the funk up because I think it fits Carla's personality perfectly. Um, so yeah, so that's my vote. So I'm not going to put it in the comments, but that's my vote. So lastly, you told me right before we jumped on that you were getting ready to start another project. Oh yeah. Right. So So, share that with us, please. Uh, this is a book that came to me. Hmm probably about five years ago. And it took me a long time to get the courage to bring it out. And uh, it's basically how to incorporate power rituals throughout your day. Like not, you know, so many books out there that I read. I love them, but sometimes they put me to sleep. I get really bored reading them. So this is kind of a punchy tongue in cheek uh, self-help book without all the cuss words, because I'm kind of done with all that too, Mm -hmm. that will uh, help actually get you results really quickly. Because here's the thing, it's like the, we're met, we're wired pretty uh, awesomely. It's just kind of conditioned out of us. Like Michelangelo, uh, when he carved the statue David out of that beautiful piece piece of marble, they said, Michelangelo, how'd you know how to carve that beautiful statue of David? And if you've ever seen David, it's remarkable. And he said, David was always in the statue. I just had to chip away the pieces that didn't belong. And that's exactly what this book will do. It's just going nice. to chip away the pieces that don't belong. Yes. I love that. That's awesome. So what, what's the timeline on that? Do you have any yeah. idea? No, <laughs> we're going to do a beta mode uh, release because getting it into print is super hard. So we're going to give a few people uh Eve copy mm-hmm. around Christmas time is our goal. And uh, so we'll have a PDF, limited edition PDF download. And uh, then we're going to go for full print probably around Valentine's Day. That's awesome. So, so pay attention to Carla's podcast, which we don't know what it is yet, but we will soon. <laughs> and, uh, but just pay attention to Carla. I don't know. Maybe I should call it happiness cattle prod. <laughs> yeah, I love that little statement in there. I was laughing. Um, as soon as I saw that, I was like, I'm reading the whole thing now. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll, we're going to wrap up, but I really appreciate you being on here. This has been awesome. I love it. And I do want to give you the opportunity to whatever you want to share with people, tell them how to get the challenge, where they can find you on social media or even a website, whatever you want to share, just feel free. You bet. So uh, my personal website is carlawhite.org. The challenge is onehabitchallenge.com. And uh, my book, ideatoiphone.com. What else? Oh, my app is called thegratitudeapp.com. So I think between all that, you'll, you'll discover me. Uh, Instagram is at Hey Carla White, Carla with a C. 
Awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for being one of our first launch sort of group. I don't want to make anybody stand out as the the top, but um, we had like five. So far, we've had five awesome guests that agreed to do this before it was ever live, which I really appreciate because you know how it is. Most people are like, well, let me see what it's about first before I want to dive in. But you guys, in, in true fed, fitting fashion, you just said yes and went with it. So that's perfect. Um, and I appreciate it. Well, you own that. You own that because you created that. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, and we, we appreciate um, you sharing everything with us, sharing your story, because mm -hmm. it's an amazing story. And I think the biggest takeaway that I got when I heard your story the first time was it doesn't take like a massive, you know, thing to change your life. It was just no. as little as doing writing down what you're grateful for at night mm -hmm. before you go to bed, first thing in the morning, whenever you want to do it, but just reminding yourself that you have so many things to be grateful for and just that small act totally changed your life. And that well, because yeah. of that, you've changed the lives of, I don't even know how many people, probably millions by now because that app's been out so long and all the other things you're doing. So you're definitely a true infinite impact maker for sure. Well, that's what we all came here to do. Yes, I love it. Well, thank you. We appreciate it and look forward to the new podcast and we'll talk soon. Bye, Evan. Wow, what another great episode. Our guests are amazing and I appreciate each and every one of them for spending some time with us. And also, I appreciate you for taking the time to listen or to watch. If you find this valuable and think others would enjoy it too, would you please leave us a comment on Facebook, leave us a comment on the YouTube channel, give us a thumbs up, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to our Apple podcast and leave us a review. We would appreciate it. Any way you're watching, listening, consuming this, just to get some feedback and to see that you're enjoying the kind of content we're putting out. It would mean the world to us. We want to make sure we're making a positive impact on everybody that's listening. And by doing that, you also help us make sure that other people who may need to hear the messages of my guests will also hear them. So thank you again. I appreciate it. And listen, if you've got a, a desire to start an, an impact purpose-driven business, but don't know where to start, please reach out to me. I'll be glad to jump on a call with you just to give you some advice, some things I've learned from my guests, some things I've learned from my journey. Just come find me on Facebook. It's Evans Putman, E-V-A-N-S-P-U-T-M-A-N, coaching. Evans Putman Coaching on Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram, at Evans Putman. Send me a direct message. However you want to reach out to me, just please do it. I'll be glad to jump on and help you out. And if you think you're perfect for this podcast, I can't wait to hear from you. So reach out to me as well. Thank you again. Look forward to seeing you on the next Infinite Impact Radio episode.